This is BT Rio Chapter Podcast number eight. I'm your host, Stephen Hughes. And this podcast will be tackling um, a very, very important subject, very up to date. And it's about the new national curriculum framework, otherwise known as the BNCC. And with me, I have a very special guest who has done a lot of work, extensive work in the area related to BNCC and working with public schools on how this implementation is going to take place, especially for English language and English language teachers. Okay, so Marita Kama Xavier holds a Nile University Chiquita uh, UK postgraduate certificate in language education. She's been a teacher, trainer, and consultant for British councils at English and basic education areas since 2017. Professional background also includes designing and managing courses for public and private sectors, assisting school managers, and coordinating educational projects. She's also done research on project-based learning, 21st century skills, education innovation, and implementation of new technologies. Among her publications is the 2019 British Council's Caminus by the PNCC Gmingwing Glazer, which is available for download for free for anybody interested. So, welcome, Maria. Welcome to the PT Rio Chapter Podcast. Glad to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stefan, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Great. Well, we're going to tackle basically five questions, but very, very, um, I think, dense at the same time. And hopefully this podcast is just this, the first step of many other endeavors, uh, even for podcasts or in other projects, um, ongoing discussion about this national curriculum framework. So um, let me start by reading the questions and then we're going to get to what Maria has to share with us. So the first is, what points can be taken into consideration to integrate the core standards? Uh, question number two, how can supervisors and coordinators establish clear learning aims for English as a compulsory subject in primary and secondary schools? And question three, what changes do we foresee in the planning of school education policy and content programs? Number four, is it possible to talk about assessment at this point in time? And finally, how will these changes impact teacher education? So, Maria, up to you now. Take it from there. Uh, wow. So, um, thank you, Stefan, again for being here. And as you as you pointed out in the beginning, this is a very dense topic because talking about uh, public uh, education policies in Brazil is very complex because there are lots of variables that have to be taken into consideration. So. Uh, when, when we think of the first question, like what points can be taken into consideration to integrate the core standards, I guess we have to take a step backwards and uh, maybe consider the apparent widespread perception that English is a global language, uh, but we have to point out that little systematic information has been gathered on the impact of English on educational policies and practices in educational systems around the world. Yeah, this movement of de developing a framework, a curriculum framework, uh, is true not only in Brazil, but also in many other developing countries. And it's not possible for us English teaching professionals to deny the daily results of the socio-political phenomenon of global English in the policies we encounter. 
um, there is a lot of evidence coming from research suggesting that governments around the world are introducing English as a compulsory subject at younger and younger ages, but often without adequate funding or teacher education for elementary school teachers or the development of curricula and materials for younger learners. In business, in industry and uh, government, workers are increasingly expected to develop proficiency in English. And uh, these demands for English, of course, they offer opportunities for us professionals in this field, but at the same time, they have created many challenges for educators internationally, for English teachers uh, internationally. Okay. So an initial challenge is simply to uh, document the nature of the educational policy responses to the growing need for English in countries where English is not a native language for the majority. Right. So uh, we have to take into consideration if we, if we think of the BNCC or this national framework, what are the principles underpinning the, the, this language curriculum or this language framework as it's being called and how are they manifested in, pra in practice or what is the impact of English as a global language on educational practices and medium of instruction wow. and uh, also it's important to consider what are the costs and benefits in terms of time of money and effort of teaching English as a foreign language and has the introduction of English, well, we're, we're, we're talking about 2020. I mean, the NCC will be a reality implemented in the classrooms as of 2020, but has the introduction of English, at least as, an, as um, a topic for discussion, had an impact? Or is it likely to have an impact in the future on Portuguese teaching, for example, or on indigenous language development because as we know in brazil there are more than 200 languages and most of many of them are indigenous languages we know that in brazil there are uh, schools where indigenous languages have been uh, taught and those are considered bilingual schools therefore so languages yes more than 200 languages so what is the impact in the future on those indigenous uh, languages uh, development right. and um, it's important to to understand that uh, the the language education seeks to provide a curriculum framework that contributes to enhancing uh, language proficiency of uh, young people for a number of reasons for example, to enhance the competitiveness of Brazil so that it will be able to maintain um, its position as an international uh, business center, because it is, and as a uh, capable of a country or an economy that is capable of rising to the challenges of global competition. Exactly. Uh, also, uh, English is important because it could help our young people to develop a worldwide outlook through broadening their knowledge and their experience. Uh, it could enable our young people to use English proficiently for study, for work, for leisure, 
and to have in fact effective interaction in different cultural environments and also help them i mean to succeed in life and to achieve greater personal fulfillment yeah. But, so you see this as um, what they talk about a lot of the global education, global citizenship. It's in, integrated in that, yeah? Yes, definitely. And, um, well, however, uh, we do have to consider Brazil and public education in Brazil. I mean, more than 80% of our students are in public schools, yeah? And uh, we have to consider that. It's interesting that we are recording this, this program on the following day uh, when uh, the British Council has just launched a very important piece of research uh, about educational policies in Brazil when it comes to English teaching. So um, you can access the British Council website for download. It's free. Which and it's you participate in the way, right? Yes, yes, it was, uh, this research was commissioned by uh, the British Council and uh, we have to consider, uh, for example, language proficiency of teachers, we have to consider uh, city versus rural divides and inequities uh, coming from these divides. So if we think of English teaching, maybe are we exacerbating uh, those divides when it comes when, when we think of English being taught in public schools so we have to consider those divides and those inequities um, and also the quality of instruction I mean if they have access if those people living in those more rural areas uh, what is the quality of the instruction they have in English and if they have access to quality instruction in English. Yes. So, um, well, in a number of countries, I mean, research suggests that in a number of countries, uh, informants spoke frankly of the fact that the quality of English language education in the public sector was so poor that no one learns English in school. and. I would dare to say that this is also true about Brazil, although no research has been done in this direction right. so far. But true, huh? yeah, but true. Mm -hmm. these informants in many other countries have reported that the only children who stood a chance of learning English were those whose parents could afford to send them to private after school language classrooms. Mm -hmm. So it's important to uh, consider that and um, when it comes to the language proficiency of teachers is the language proficiency of our Brazilian teachers in public schools considering Brazil as a whole yes. is it sufficient to provide learners with the input necessary for uh, successful foreign language acquisition right. so uh, many of the findings in the, the British Council research published uh, yesterday uh, are really alarming and uh, also some newspapers has, have also referred to this research yeah. showing how not ready we are, you know, I mean we are not ready not yet. Ready for the present or for the future. Yeah. Uh, I guess we are not ready for 2020, I'm, I'm not sure if we, we can say that 
I mean, because the, the, the reality is really diverse. I mean, schools have been doing lots of different things. I know and I have friends working in different uh, secretarias de educação and depending on the city, depending on the, the, the area where they are, lots of different actions have been taken. But if we consider Brazil as a whole, uh, can we say that we are ready? I don't think so. And um, so these findings are alarming for sure. And in view of the popular and professional views of about the conditions required for successful language learning instruction in the early years, I think we still have a lot of a lot of work to do, you know. Of course, I mean, it's better to have this now than not have anything. I mean, a few yeah. years ago, we didn't like, have much. Yeah, it's better than, better than at all, right? So, yeah, now we have a framework. A few years ago, we didn't even have anything like that. English was not compulsory. So I, I think it's, it's wonderful that we are, that we have this opportunity, yeah, but- Somewhere, you have to start somewhere. Right. Yes, but I can foresee a lot of uh, changes in teacher education, in assessment, in planning of the school educational policy, if we really want to teach English in the public sector, you know. Right. Uh, we do have to consider our grad schools, I mean, how are, what kind of uh, subjects have yeah, Teachers preparation. Yeah, what kind yeah. of preparation are we giving them? What kind of training? What kind of education is giving is being implemented there, right? On sure. Our... Yes. Yes. So, and especially when it comes to language proficiency. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's just one point. I think language proficiency is one of the main goals because, as you said, now um, the the shift, the big shift, right, in terms of how you're going to teach. It's not just reading skills. You're looking at oral. Uh, production and looking at uh, much wider communicated and integrated uh, skills there. So that's going to be a yeah. top for many teachers, right? Yes, and still mm -hmm. uh, giving teachers the chance to be the real owners of their of the classrooms. You know, uh, although although the BNCC um, encourages oral practice and English for usage on a daily basis and this includes oral uh, developing oral skills and writing skills but still uh, we I, I would like to be able to see teachers deciding on methodology and how they, they want to work and and being the owners and the masters of their their classrooms the real masters of their classrooms because they are yeah, because they are working in very, in extremely diverse scenarios, yes. and um, we cannot say we cannot we, we don't have a standard when it comes, for example, to the amount of hours students are exposed to English in public schools. So, in some public schools there is no English at all. In some other public schools they have just one class a week or sometimes two classes a week. And so, I mean. Teachers have to be able to criticize their own um, resources, their own materials, their own books. They have to be able to to um, plan uh, lessons with other teachers in order to maximize time, in order to be able to integrate skills. And um, so there is a lot, you know, there is a lot to count. 
and then what you said there for example you talked a bit about the autonomy of the teacher um which is interesting because we talk a lot about giving students uh, agency that's yeah? one of the words now um, students are, are becoming agents of their own learning um taking this this control but we also have that apparently we are far off from giving teachers this agency as well right so this is another definitely yeah? definitely yeah okay. definitely yeah. Uh, to be able to make those decisions informed decisions not not just decisions but informed decisions grounded on frameworks grounded on theory grounded on um, some kind of application that they can use and justify why they're making these uh, changes interventions and so on yes wow. yes well this is as i said it's going to it's the it's the start of many more i believe because you touched on so many things and you talked a lot about uh, you know the assessment you talked about and what i loved is that you 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 basically covered the five questions that i had for you at the beginning <laughs> you know you talked about supervisors coordinators um another thing that uh, i think was underpinning was also the idea of community management right you talk about that in portuguese it's just not participativa right is that what they yeah. call it? where you involve yeah. everybody can you talk a bit about that just to kind of find yeah i mean when it comes to to public education i mean it's really important to understand that the teachers coordinators principals they are constantly encouraged to work with the community and to understand and listen uh, to the community you know so it's important when it comes to uh, uh, designing educational policies or planning school educational policies um, that teachers and coordinators they have a chance to interact with the community and to listen to them and to talk and understand what the priorities are sometimes because we live in the southeast of brazil where are the, the biggest cities we tend to think that everyone uh, understands the importance of english but this is not true this is not true if we consider the territory the whole brazilian territory so for for many students and even for many parents it's not that obvious that english will somehow broaden the their children uh career prospects because yep. they don't have much when it comes to thinking of a career you know exactly. so uh, it this is something really interesting i mean to have the chance that teachers have the chance english teachers in those schools even in more rural areas or underprivileged areas uh within the cities have the chance to meet parents to meet the community to meet a business or shop owners or uh, the the um, uh business people around the place yeah. and to think of the priorities what the priorities are uh obviously not forgetting some kind of pedagogical ambition yeah mm -hmm. but still considering the reality okay great so this again as i said we have to continue this we have to have a part two part three part four a sequel uh, almost like a movie but um this has <laughs> a franchise the national framework curriculum framework franchise where we talk about these uh, aspects and go deeper and um we can do other podcasts or you know uh, more discussions i think what we can do here and i would like you to leave your contacts 
so that people listening to us can get in touch with you and keep the conversation going um, that we can talk more maybe expanding this uh, this or going deeper into the discussion but raising specific points so how can we you know get in touch with you where can we you blog um, Twitter social media what let me know uh, well uh, people can get in touch with me uh, first through my email I uh, it's really okay to if you have any questions if you would like to talk more about this topic my email is ducarmoferreira at live.com so please feel free to to drop a line and ask questions or anything and also uh, I'm available on LinkedIn my LinkedIn profile is uh, Xavier Maria Xavier Maria altogether so you can easily find me there and I would really recommend uh, accessing the British Council website and also the British Council Brazil channel on YouTube. Uh, I have published a lot of uh, interesting materials there, not only me speaking, but there are also many other uh, uh, teachers talking about the, the BNCC and talking about the challenges. So you can find this uh, playlist on YouTube okay. uh, in the British Council Brazil uh, channel. And also, um, we can find this, uh, you can find a lot of very interesting information in the British Council website. You can download uh, PDFs, which are for free. This includes the research that's just been published. I mean, it was published yesterday in Brasilia. And uh, I, I think this will also um, play a very, this, this piece of research will play a very important role in decision making in the future because it's the result of more than a year research and uh, with a, a lot of different professionals so I think it's interesting I would seriously recommend that anyone who is interested in the topic in downloading the okay. material Great. okay so they get in touch with you and of course they can also mention that oh I heard you on the BT Rio chapter podcast and then <laughs> oh yeah but yeah this is great this is great I think as I said we um this is a necessary discussion, uh, not just discussion, but um, as I, a new word that I like to use is called reflection, yeah? reflection and action. So we have to reflect and act. And, um, and this is again, at the same time, there are challenges, but I see opportunities, lots of opportunities sure. that um, we can explore and make the most of yeah? that can benefit sure. the entire community, the wider community right sure so, definitely i want to thank you again maria for taking the time to do this so you know to come in thank you Stephen. sharing a bit of your, your expertise here talk a bit about this this project and as i said stay tuned for more there's going to be more of this we have to do part two and three <laughs> okay uh, I'll, I'll count uh you can definitely count me in <laughs> okay. so this was bt rio chapter podcast number eight Thank you, everyone, and stay tuned. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.